D&D &D, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Gressel. With me today again are the fun people. Say hi, fun people. Hello. Hello. It's the same today. Oh, yeah. Oh, illusion broken. Yeah. <laughs> we broke for dinner, uh, as I said uh, at the beginning of, it was probably two episodes ago, maybe, that, uh, that we would be uh, breaking for dinner and then returning to record, and that's what we just did. So. We are full of panna cotta. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. could eat another one. I could have eaten another one yeah. of those. Yeah. I could have eaten another duck. Yes. I have, eaten, we ate all the duck. I would have eaten more of that all duck. He cooked every part of the duck. Gressel told us that it was really weird pulling the skin off of the duck's neck. <laughs> it was. <laughs> he said he it really like enjoyed, he loved plucking out the eyeballs, though. I did not deal with the head. This is now a horror podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I did not deal with the head. I, why would you have to pluck out the eyeball? I, we For don't. luck. To or eat them. Jelly. Oh, God. Okay. When I had that fish jelly. and texted pictures of it to the food chat. Oh, Autumn was probably. Autumn was telling me to take the, the eyes, eyes and yeah. eat the eyes. them. And I was like, I don't think the eyes are there. And then I like prodded and an it eye popped gross. out. And I was like, I'm not going to put that in my mouth. No. Well, you eat that and then you get better vision. <gasps> That's why I can see That's so why, well. Yeah. You eat all the eyes? I eat the eyes. Yeah. Mm. Do you eat the eyes? I eat the eyes. You, you eat the fish fan. eyes, really? I eat the this fish eyes, really. This I don't know why I'm going to throw up right now. Is it gross? <laughs> no. <laughs> that wasn't confident. <laughs> it's not the most tasty part of the fish. Why well, do with that? Because it's lucky. And also, uh, there's something to... If, if somebody cooks you a full fish, eating the eye is like, I've saved that special part for you. And so to eat it, to accept it is like a polite thing to do. I think, and this could be wrong, it's also an indication of the freshness of the fish if the eyes are really clear, but that could be wrong. Well, when you cook the fish, the eyes are no longer clear. And that's why James didn't know there well, yeah, was an, an indication eye. It is also Vegas food court fish. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't do that. You don't have to eat that eye. The yeah. eyes are also an indication that the fish that you're cooking is perfectly cooked. When it turns white yeah. and then the smoke goes white, you, you pull it off, it off the stove and, get, and then you can sell it cooked. as a perfectly cooked like trophy fish. For like or, 20 Oh, I thought you were making a pile like of gold. Yeah. Depending on the, do you the rare, rare, rare variant. It's like 7 Yeah. Yeah. Y'all remember back in season three when we got on a pirate ship and the boys got all excited because they knew pirate stuff. They still know pirate stuff. Yeah, we still <laughs> yep. say we're really still good playing pirates. that really same game. <laughs> yeah. We haven't done like a full pirate thing, but yet maybe we whenever will. you want to. We'll tell you all the terms. <laughs> I think that's, we have, I think wow. that's the term. one shot. A pirate one shot. Yeah, that would be fun. A pirate one shot would be fun. The four of us on a pirate ship, just yeah. like the beginning. Of we're good on boats. <laughs> they are good are we? Because I got boat episodes are fantastic. Well, yes. But <laughs> what you don't know is I'm constantly gaslit by these two <laughs> when we're on a galleon together. So I am uh, proficient at vehicles. <laughs> yes, Zabbis is proficient at vehicles, but hopefully Zabbis is also proficient in mad science. Oh God. Because that's where we left things off in uh, in Didradon. I wish teenage Zeb has had a a wife, like a fake wife, <laughs> who's a dwarf. <laughs> oh, to <laughs> like took their last name. The premise of that is so silly. I know. I just was like, I'm too. So I would get so called out. <laughs> there would be all all these like old academics would be actually probably not even Bat and I. Yeah. But yeah, we are we are going to pick up um, where we left off after we had 
the dinner. How was the foam? You guys enjoy the foam? Oh, yeah. We foam kind of got disappeared in the salad, I'd say. Yeah, it fell pretty fast. It yeah. wasn't the best. It just became another layer of good taste. Yeah, it did taste good. Yeah, m- m- melded nice with the bread, and then it was like a foamy bread. It, it was, was a foamy, foamy bread, bread, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. good. I like uh, it. Yeah, did a did a panzanella and a duck main course uh, and with with a seared duck breast and some duck leg confit, and then we did a panna cotta dessert. Uh, I made a fluid gel. I made a foam. Made the a fluid gel. We got to update everybody on the fluid gel. The cherry fluid gel. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, so tasty. Good. I was really happy with it. it was yeah, delicious. I like that a lot. Mm. I will say for for folks out there who are are in, into cooking or are on their own home cook journey. I learned over the course of the last year or so not to be afraid of certain ingredients that I think might be overpowering, particularly vinegar. Mm. It wasn't afraid of the vinegar in the cherry sauce, and it turned out awesome. Wasn't afraid of the vinegar in the duck sauce, and it turned out awesome. Still was a little bit afraid of the gelling agents, and, and the cherry sauce, I think, could have gelled a little bit better. It, was, it fell a little bit on the plate more than I want. I wanted to kind of hold up a little bit more and like hold up those turnips, but... Happy to come over for the second round. <laughs> for the for the yeah, for the it tasted fluid. good. Those yeah. turnips were it tasted great. awesome. I love it. I was really really happy with all the all the flavors. Real shame because the flavors are there. Um, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, it it looked great too. Was, it did look great. It was a it was a good one. Last we left you guys off, you were at the uh, the Grand Expo in Didridon, uh in Steelshank, the capital city thereof where you are sniffing out the followers of a mysterious figure named the Professor, who is after dragon powers to somehow summon or control or get access to the dominant dragon, Didridan, himself, and the rumored mask uh, that is his grand gift, his, his, his gift to the Earthadar heir. So... You haven't done that yet. Uh, you didn't solve it in the first half of the first session of the season. Spoiler. Ugh, man. Um, but you <laughs> did get to Didridon, and you started your first scheme. And boy, did you ever start a scheme. <laughs> as part of the symposium, as part of the expo, there's presentations about new discoveries, and you guys have fashioned yourself a monster. Yay. An eloquent monster. <laughs> yeah. A very, you're gonna do putting on the Ritz. I was gonna say like, you put on the Ritz, and oh man, with uh, with my four arms, I will be the most efficient at production and science. I, that's the angle you're gonna go. This will appeal to the dwarves of where are we again? Didridon. Didridon. I'll get that right. <laughs> uh, you have decided that Fletch is going to be your man in the crowd. Confidant. Con- yes. Yeah. What What did you call it, Chelsea? There's a magic oh, word for it. Oh, confederate. Yeah. Confederate. That's mm. what I meant. That's me. Yeah. Uh, confederate Fletch. And <laughs> I'm close to confederate flag there, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a weird term. <laughs> it's just someone who's in on the scam. The or union. Trick, whatever. <laughs> wow. I don't want fan art. Please don't send it. No. <laughs> uh, margarine is the bottom. Uh-huh. Uh, I also the think Marjorie, because she can't talk and must move her arms, she's, she's going to be on the lookout 
for these uh, professor followers. She's going to be looking for some, some suspicious. Good idea. Good idea. Great, yeah. Friend, friends. Berdelia, the seamstress, has uh, magic to the front of the frock that you have draped over your fake monster body so that you are able to see out of it without impediment. Mm. Zavis is playing the mad scientist. You stole the welcome packet for uh, Wisnir Kramen. 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 <laughs> yeah. So you will, will be playing the part of uh, Professor Kramen. <laughs> okay. I can't believe it. That got so convoluted. <laughs> uh, after you, after you met uh, Howabara uh, uh, Oakenbow, the receptionist at the uh, at the check in counter, who is also a botanist of some kind. All right, so let's pick back up the presentation of uh, zoological oddities is in a different part of the city. Uh, it's in like it seems like at least for the expo anyways different uh neighborhoods different areas of the city have kind of been turned over to certain disciplines so there are you know you walk through the forge area and that's pretty much you know that's not going to change like all of the heavy metallurgy stuff is all down on the forge level the zoological area is closer to the top of the city which is uh more open to the mountain range and the snow outside. It's nearby where, where Zabbis did the check-in, so there's this mix of hot air from the furnaces below and cold air coming in off of the mountains that creates this kind of temperate zone. It is also the first place that you've been to that has a little bit of plant life. There are some potted small trees and bushes and things that line a processional area that is also filled with columns. And as you walk past, you see that the columns have visages carved into them. There's a, there's a word for, for a statue that's carved into a thing, and I don't relief? know. A relief? A relief. Nice. Yes, there are uh, persons in relief in these pillars. They all appear to be dwarves, uh, not surprisingly, that are depicted. And on the faces, as you walk past, you see that uh, the faces are covered in masks of various metals stones some are jeweled some are gilded they all are individual no two are the same do they seem to be affixed to the stone or are they carved out of the stone they seem to be either affixed or inlaid they are separate from the stone of the pillar itself so we no, could so steal them death masks oh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we could also steal them both things are true and as you filtering in, you're you're taking your place. How are you presenting your monster? Are, are like, you just casually <laughs> kind of walking around with your forearms? Are you in no, a big I'm, cage? I'm, and I also want to say, like, just just so that we're on the same page, the reason why we're doing this is because we heard about the metallurgy event where they're trying to find the heaviest rock. So you have the tear right. with you, right? I have the tear. It's around my neck. Uh-oh. That's fine. No, it'll be How like much? a pocket. Pocket. Okay, yeah. it's... Yeah. It's, okay, I have it fine. with me. It's fine. But we wanted to show off our very heavy rock there, mm -hmm. but Marjorie has to be under a disguise the whole time mm -hmm. because she's got dragon blood, and that's what like this bad guy professor and his friends are trying to find. Mm -hmm. So in order to show off the rock, that we decided only can... that only Marjorie can yeah. hold. Yes, we decided that Flack would become Marjorie's upper body, yeah. and then Marjorie would use her arms. But then that wouldn't make sense anatomically. So now. 
Uh, we've decided to enter the zoological event to justify <laughs> the existence of the centipede human that Zabis, the mad scientist, has created yeah. so that we can then show off our big heavy rod. So Excuse me, one Zaneer Kramen has created. Yeah. <laughs> so Monster is, is a misnomer then. You are presenting a sentient, intelligent being that will then later present at the metallurgy conference your own... like. Not only have I made this four-armed being, but it's yeah. also a brilliant scientist. That's why we have to dress us up real <laughs> yeah. good and win the fashion one, too. Clean sweep. I think it's going to be like, okay, I'm trying to think of how I want to play this. Because my first instinct is being like, I feel like I created this being and I did something to make it like hyper intelligent or something. But I'm worried people are going to want to look at it. They're going to like poke at it. They can look at it and here's what uh, I'll do is a motherfucking enthralling performance. And sure. it'll only, you know, it's it works on five creatures watching and listening but like if we get the five <laughs> closest ones, they can vouch for how dope it looks and this is all after our And that's why we have the confederate fetch, come and fletch. and Prove that our body good. Yeah. 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 So you'll come up and be like, I want to look at this for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'll be like, wow, it's real. So he should be walking a ways behind us, not with us. Okay. That'd sure. be suspicious. And then I think that uh, given the eloquent nature of this monster, uh, I already forgot the voice that I was doing with it. But uh, <laughs> You're not on stage yet. Still time to Okay. To yeah. Jade. I'll make the decision when I'm up there. Uh, walking just alongside. It's master. Okay, Marjorie ah, is. Okay. She's yeah. got her hands uh, across her belly, like. Oh yeah, sure. Smart, smart finger t- smart tapping. Smart fingers. Mm-hmm. She's got and smart fingers. Flax arms will uh, very um, just casual sway. Casual sway. Can I? I have a question. Yeah, r- get it out now. Do I interrupt in during both? things no no you're interrupting during this first one <laughs> yeah. where i'm like look at this this not that not the metal one not the metal not one, the metal one. I, just I, at I, this I one back at the metal one. smooth sailing at that point so our backstory is i okay i think it's gonna be that i i like made this yes because like discovering a whole ass species no raises lots of other questions mm-hmm. this is just i use some i can't use magic no science uh, yeah Science. I used <laughs> science to uh, fuse uh, body parts onto this person. Like weird. Science. I don't want to make anyone even think there's a second body under here. Yes. This is just an extra set of appendages. Wow, look how convenient. Uh huh. That's pretty much all it is. It's not even a monster. Yeah. It's just I put two more arms on this guy. That's basically, yeah, yeah. Hey, Fletch. Can yeah. I have your ring? My ring? Oh, well, yeah, the ring of secrecy. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna have it so when I need to talk to Flack, I can not make the bottom yeah, yeah. half of my body make noise. That makes sense. I will need a cue to do my thing because I won't know when I'm supposed to interrupt. You're supposed to interrupt when after the presentation they put a microphone out and everybody lines up and asks questions behind the microphone. Yeah, and you and gotta, that's your opportunity to you really gotta, rush. You gotta get up there, like, the like push your way up there and be like, this is less of a oh, question and more of a, a comment kind of guy. Okay, yeah. And you're like, I think this is bullshit. And then you come up and you're like, there's not actually two extra arms attached to a person. And then you kind of yank on them or something and then like, no. Yeah, you ever see Pete's Dragon? You gotta be hoagie. You gotta be Hoagie. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. The legend of Pete's Hoagie. Dragon. 
Another thing made canonical like The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, then here's my ring. Thank you. And I put it around my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> so now I still have my ring so we can talk without Secret people rings. hearing. Secret yes. ring. Yeah. Yes, I could talk to you and I could talk to Zabbis and I'm sorry, but we only have three rings and I thought maybe Fletch didn't need it. Why do we only have... Ryleth stole one. Oh... And I forget what happened to the the other one got disintegrated. Well, Juno left with it. Right, wasn't stole it, Juno's. Wasn't oh. it? Yeah, Flagetti. Oh, Flagetti. When yeah, when Black was disintegrated. Well, since we're in this magical forge place, Fletch, maybe we could make another one for me, and then oh, I yeah. won't have to wear this one. Okay, let's do that after we. Yeah, we got do the panel first thing, and then the second up. thing, and then after we win the medal, maybe they'll we, just give one to us. Ooh. If we ask somebody, they'll make it for us because we're We'll be famous geniuses. here. Yeah, we'll be famous. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Well, you guys will be. I'll be the, I won't be. You'll be the, the entourage. Yeah, after, you, you can yeah, be converted to a fan. Yeah, after you decide that we're cool, you become our entourage. Uh, okay, I got yeah. it. Okay, yeah. that works. I'll do that. Slash bodyguard. Bodies okay. guard. Bodies. But don't say bodies <laughs> when we're up there. Don't say that. Okay. Se- right. That's a secret ring term. <laughs> and we when we go up there, I want your arms to be kind of hidden in Mine? there first, and then okay. I'll be like, then we'll like reveal, like a behold, and then yeah, we'll... it's just so stupid. Because <laughs> like, okay, if the you Marjorie... actually did this, it would be like, no, there's a second person <laughs> under there, and like, not even a person going up and be like, wow, it's real, would convince anyone <laughs> that it's real. Marjorie shakes the sleeves to cover her hands and puts them to her sides so it just looks like the skirt. Okay. You continue, you have this little conversation as you approach the, uh, you walk down this processional and you get closer to the stage and Fletch starts to hang back and you get closer and uh, a line starts to form, an entrance line. Uh, And now you see that around you are uh, other presenters who are pulling in wagons with cages or carrying like birdcage size things, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of similar things like that. One cage, as you walk past it, there's a snarl and kind of, and something slams up against it and, and uh, roll, wisdom, Zabbis, Flack, and Marjorie. Is this against being frightened? This is. Oh, I have, I have advantage. You do have advantage. Oh, is this magic? No, this is, this okay. is a physical creature that's spooking you. Uh, with a jump scare. I rolled a 14. 14 will save you. I rolled, I two. rolled a one. Dude. I rolled two We're 11 to go on stage. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, God. I rolled a 12. Uh, Get it together, A 12 dude. is still probably okay because this is a creature that you guys <laughs> recognize. It's a displacer beast. One of those, oh. one of those ca- big cats. Cat with tentacles? For, yeah, the cats with tentacles oh. from the Feywild that leaps up against the wall of its cage uh, and tries to phase, Ooh. but something in the, some magical aspect of the cage is uh, preventing it from doing so. Magical, you say? A physical device that was created to do a magical effect. <laughs> <laughs> the cage is the physical thing. No one is casting a spell, but it is a magical device. We're getting into like artificer territory with a lot of this stuff mm. of like it's magical things. But the magical cage is preventing it from doing from phasing. Zabbis is like, okay, we've seen one of these. Margarine, you kind of take a step, uh, but you're able to keep your feet. But Flack, uh, you, this, you get jump scared. This is a full kind of like, <laughs> oh, no. and you are strapped to Margarine. Oh. 
Oh my god, get it and I, all together. Wait, 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 wait. Is this a saving throw? Yes. It is a saving throw. You can spend one luck to roll an additional D20 and you choose which die to use? What does that mean? You can use either the first or the second. You can choose to spend luck points after you roll the die, but before the outcome is determined. Have we have finished saying it? I have just stopped him from saying <laughs> what was about to happen. Damn! But so it's a wait, nap what? One. With yeah, luck, you can luck use the luck. I'm using luck. It's a magical device. It's a lucky pick. Yeah. Right. It's also you only have so many. Uh, three of them, I believe. A day. Yeah, yeah, three of them for uh, per long rest. Yes. Oh, not for your life. No. What? Shit. That wouldn't That's... make sense. I would have used I've those seen it. so long ago. Okay, I'm using it. Can't fuck this thing up this early. Roll. Don't be another one. 17. There's a moment. Margarine, you almost lose your balance because Flax starts to kind of fidget a little bit too much. He tries to pull his legs and he can't because they're super strapped in. But then you settle and you hold things together. Secret rings. That was lucky. (laughs) 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 Shit. Do you have inspiration? Nope. Everybody can get inspiration for the fucking monster plans. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely Mike does for hit practicing. In the <laughs> yeah. Wait. 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 People in the crowd are mostly focused on the things that are in cages. Nobody really pays much attention to the, what are you, maybe a little bit under six feet tall stack on top? <laughs> just a regular size <laughs> You kind of just look like a regular guy. Which is like taller than most people. It's taller, yeah. than, You're taller than the dwarves. But you're shorter than Fletch and Zabbis. No, this is good, though. We want to be, like, inconspicuous until we get up there. Yeah. Or maybe not. No, no, no. You would be taller because you would be significantly taller because you're about four-something and Marjorie's three-something. But we're not getting four plus three. Oh, that's true. Your legs are... So it's an extra, what, foot and a half or so? How much of you is legs? How leggy is Fletch? That's a good question. I don't know. Well, now, now you get to know. Probably what? Yeah, you like kick a, a lot on stage. A little 50 50. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, it's probably, yeah, like a foot and a half or a leg. A 50 50 then. Uh, yeah, okay. So he's a, he's a leggy dude. And then, and then we, <laughs> we lose Marjorie's head, which is significant. Yeah. So you're probably, yeah, what around like, you're probably around a little bit, just a, a hair taller the, the than average the man. dwarves. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so cool. nobody really, yeah, pays too much attention to you except. You're not wearing a powdered wig for the presentation. You have, as flack, your flack outfit does. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the presentation, you have just been styled to look kind of more otherworldly, which your magical loveliness mm-hmm. plays into. And ferocity. And ferocity, of course. Yeah. Uh, so most <laughs> people don't really pay too much attention to you. You don't necessarily stick out as long as Marjorie's set of arms are tucked in to, to hold for the prestige. People are mostly focused on all these strange animals. There's the displacer beast. There's a lot of strange birds. And we're in a line of en- people who are people entering. People who are entering. Yeah, you realize that not there's... Not the audience. Not the audience. You realize that there's kind of a security checkpoint or something similar. There's a archway that looks to us modern audience members as something kind of like a metal detector or, or one of the airport body scanners. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no. And the <laughs> it is the entrance presentation animal that is going through this um this archway wait what yeah so like the i have ca- to put my entrance you have to put your your it? monster through this yeah so what does it do can we 
Can do I, I have any idea? Yeah, can I? Can we roll for wisdom to know can, what it does? Can I look to see uh, if there is like a TSA agent inspecting the scan? There is. Fuck. There is an official who has a badge similar to the one that uh, Zavis is wearing, a, a dwarven um, man in a powdered wig. You see, as you get closer, you can kind of see that there is a... a a movement of energy that is scanning or is doing something similar to the animals as they're going through. Oh, God. Um, nothing has been caught. There hasn't been a... None, none of the other ones have, like, bleeped red or anything. No alarms have been set off. How close well, is the is displacer it? beast? Uh, in front of you in line. How close is the cage door to the displacer beast? The one that it's in? Yeah. It's a pretty tight cage. It's a pretty small cage. What is, like, the door... Right in front of my arms? Could be. Okay. What is, I forget, what is the displacer beast It's a big panther with tentacles. Okay. And it can shift and teleport and, and clone itself. Oh, God. Marjorie's fingers feel itchy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Are uh, you just, what, like, a, for, like, a distraction or something? Yeah, secret, we got secret, secret rings. rings. There's a, there's a scatter. Yeah, Zabbis, I don't. there's a scatter. I know, I don't know what it does. I don't know what it does. If, uh, it, if it scans our bodies, it'll know that we're not one body. I feel like that's yeah, likely. Yeah, pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. I could release the displacer beast. What would that do? It would, we could, Just it could in. jump out and everyone would yell and then we would go through really quick when no one's looking. Can I do an, investi- uh, a, um, fuck, we can't communicate with Fletch. He'd be the perfect guy to just be like, hey, what's that What's that fucking thing? <laughs> yeah, we can't ask him Fuck. to do it, huh? No. Shit. Okay. Three things in front of you. The scanner goes off and the cage goes through. The cage of whatever animal it was goes through. And it's, you know, it bings, re- or bings green and everything's fine and it goes through. Okay. And the, the guard is like, all right, no biological magic's detected. But... She said secret oh. rings. He said biological magics. That's we're not, not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that at all. No, we're, we're just totally ourselves. organic. Yeah. Okay, we should be good. We should be fine. Then, I don't right? know what biological magic. Is. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. Oh, I don't know. I think we might be okay. Wait, what is biological magic? Oh fuck! Is it gonna go off when I go through it? Why? Are you a biological magic? I'm a sorcerer. I'm but just I like. I don't think magic. you have to go through it. I think just we. It's do. just us. Oh, that's right. It's just that, like, the right. thing that I'm... Yeah, it's, okay. it's just the, the, oh, God. the okay. specimens okay. Yeah. are just going through. Two in front of you goes through, and it's fine. And then now it's the Displacer Beast's turn, and it goes, uh, it goes through, and it's also fine. And then it gets to you guys. I'm just sweating. <laughs> Hello. And the, the there's gu- a guard there. There's a guard, and the guard kind of looks at you, Zavis, uh, and kind of, you know, and then looks real, real quickly. He looks down and sees that you have a badge. And he's like, all right, and this is your specimen? It just looks like a guy. Oh. My word, I am far from just a guy. Yeah. Just now, you wait and see. It, it, intelligent speech, that's pretty impressive. It is. Much more impressive than your lot right, in life. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry, master. I didn't create <laughs> you to act like this. You are correct, master. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, a uh, uh, creation. All right. Well, you know, we've got to go through the scanner here. With with creations, sometimes we detect biological magic, and you know that that's against the rules. Master, what yes. is this biological yeah, magic? Just for my specimen here, can you explain, like he's a child, what biological magic means, please? You know, every time we have the, the expo, we get some 
you know, some joker from, from outside the Empire who wants to bring in some creation that they made using magic, like polymorphing huh. or uh, some other kind of transmutative magic. My word. And we do not permit that here in Didridon. That's cheating. As yeah. you should not. We are, we are specimens of science. That's, that's right. That's what we feel. Oh, well, it seems like maybe you've done a pretty good job, at least with the brain parts on this one. But we're going to find out. All right, buddy, who's not just a guy, head on through the thing. Thank you, sir. And I walk through the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Tiny little steps through that thing. And it goes and it scans and it's like, all right, well, there's some some magic detected, but it it seems to be uh, object based. You know, that's pretty standard for the specimens. You got you probably got what, like uh, handcuffs around the ankles? Keep them from running away. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this thing goes scary fast. Oh, <laughs> uh, we the crowd loves the dangerous ones. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, have a good presentation. Thank you. <laughs> you guys oh, are through God. in the kind of like the backstage green room area. Okay. Um. So you're you're now like you can now you you follow a little bit. You know, you walk for a, a little bit. Now you're you're like backstage. And you realize that uh, you can see that there is a a big stage that's been set up in this, you know, in this square. Um, that's this, uh, you know, like park dedicated to zoological discoveries and, and biological discoveries and things with all the all the pillars, with all the the masked scientists who have have given their lives in service of knowledge around. Uh, the crowd starts to assemble in front of the stage. That's where Fletch falls in. Fletch, you uh have you know just kind of fallen in with the crowd and you're now in front of the stage you you know weren't the first to arrive by any means so you're a little bit further back i can see it over everybody you can though, right? see clear over yeah. every the okay. line of sight is not an issue for you okay. there's like two other people there's probably uh this is one of the or this is day one of the expo you know so like one of the earlier presentations it's not the most crowded there's maybe a few hundred who have gathered here in the square. Um, and there's maybe one or two other people who are taller like you. There's a, a human man with uh, blonde hair and a blonde beard who uh, has like very, like the kind of tan that has like changed their skin, you know, like mm. like a Clint Eastwood kind of like leather, leathery. Leather bag. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he kind of squint, has like a squinty look to him, but doesn't look like, like, you only notice them because you can see clearly. It's got to suck to be in that crowd. Because, like, you're short, uh, and sometimes there's a tall person in front of you, but most everybody has massive wigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. You can't see past the third row. Uh, every once in a while, somebody in front of you will, like, shift, and some of the powder will, like, poof off. No. And you, like, <laughs> you, like, oh. sneeze. <laughs> I turned to the person that I'm standing next to. And I'm like, hey, I'm excited about these botanical discoveries, aren't you? Oh, yes. I always look forward to the strange creatures at the expo. This is my very favorite. Oh, I get like flashbacks to that <laughs> stupid fuck that tried to hurt us. He's, this, this guy's got like a little fan. Oh. He's just this like, he's like kind of pudgy. And just and his face is all caked with makeup. I uh, I forgot. Yeah, so I'm gonna match his accent because I forgot that, uh, where I am. It's like, oh yes, I also am very excited about this. 
botanical discoveries. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. wait. Dick Van Dyke. Is this a botanical? He keeps saying botanical. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like biological. Yeah, it's like zoological. Dude, it's zoological. Yeah, it's animal. But oh. the like, smarmy guy next to him is like, mm, yes, yes, my favorite as well. Neither of us know where we are. <laughs> <laughs> Rich people bullshit. I love it. He uh, reaches into his jacket, very ornate jacket, and he pulls out a flask. Uh, he unscrews it and he, he hands it to you and he says, Care for a little nip, my, my large friend. Oh, what is this, may I ask? <laughs> Only the finest vintage of forge fire for, for such an occasion as the expo. Oh, I cannot pass over forge fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. If only I knew what was happening out there, I would be panicking. Uh, he hands you uh, the peer pressure. Oh my god, no! He hands you the flask, and uh, you feel there's something engraved in it as you you uh, take your shot. Uh, roll a Constitution save. Fuck. Least ye be burned by the strong, strong whiskey. 22. 22 will be fine. You are not. You take it like a champ. Ooh, nah. this, is, this is very good stuff. It is much, much better than the forge fire that you had back in Talon. I don't know if I've had forge fire. Clutch may not have. I had I, it. Yeah. I, I feel like I did, right? I think, I, th I thought everybody I did. Thought we all? We all oh, okay. did. But Marjorie and Juno had more than anybody else. Oh. Um. You feel something's engraved on the flask. Um, and can I, I take guess, a look at it? Sure, you can take a look at it. There is a message written in Dwarvish on it. Oh, good thing I know Dwarvish. You do, indeed, know Dwarvish. Since it's a newer language, yeah, you're not uh, completely fluent. Let's roll a deception roll. See, see how good of a glance you can get at it and how natural you can make this glance look before you give it back to him. Thirteen. Okay, so you don't get the best look at it, but okay. you see that it is a, this was a gift, and there's a, an engraving that's like a message, and it says, for my friends, and then, and then the name, Kurgum Iron Thane. Kurgum. Kurgum. Is it important that we all are able to pronounce It's important Kurgum? that everybody can say the names consistently, so they don't get all mixed up. Kurgum Iron Thane. Thane. To my friend, Kurgum Iron Thane, and then something that you can't quite make out, your friend, the professor. Oh, backstage, you guys are kind of just mingling around. There's uh, uh, different dwarves who are readying their presentations. Some are looking at note cards. People are kind of sitting next to their cages, different cages that they brought. Some things are in chains. Uh, you see a large great ape of some kind that has uh, like really huge chains uh, around his arms around its arms and uh, and feet. There's the displacer beast. There's all kinds of strange birds. There's some reptiles of, of unknown origin. There's one person who has a, a tank, a large tank full of water that is uh, cloudy, is such that you can't see the, the uh, contents except for the occasional shadow. I'm just, I didn't go into this portion wanting to win, but I'm realizing how much we're not going to win. <laughs> just you reading this list of things and I'm like I got a guy with another star <laughs> grabbed it on <laughs> just go with the efficiency angle they love that what do you mean that with four arms we're gonna be twice as efficient for work and science yeah like you could make a whole army of these to work in the mines down here yeah That's can't do that up. with a displacer sorry yeah oh. 
Sparger puts her little hand over her mouth. No one can see it. Are there other beasts from the Feywild? Are there beasts that Marjorie recognizes from other worlds beyond the Displacer Beasts? The Displacer Beast is the most kind of otherworldly of creatures that you have encountered in the Feywild. Yeah. You don't see any fairies or like megafauna. You don't see like, like oddly a... colored things. Some things are oddly colored, but it's hard to tell if if it's like a natural like mutation or abnormality or if it's something from the Feywild. Like you could try to get closer to something and take a closer look if there's something you're curious. Like is there a reason you're looking for Feywild or just curiosity? I'm just, it's any time that there are things from a different realm in our realm mm-hmm. or our world. No, it's not even a realm. I That's abnormal. And I'm wondering like the person who owned, the, the mad scientist who owns that, mm-hmm. what's their deal? Right. Uh, so who, can I see who is hovering around the Displacer Beast? Although I know Displacer Beasts we encountered in our world near a portal. Yes. Yeah. So it's not unheard of to find one here. And then the owlets we saw here as well. Like, stuff's weird. Stuff's weird. Uh, so what can I see of the owner of this displacement beast? Uh, the owner of the displacer beast is a, a male dwarf who uh, is dressed very fancy. He has the powdered wig and everything. His, his outfit looks very new, very clean and pressed. But uh, roll insight. Ooh. 18 plus 1, 19. Yeah, yeah. That uh, you notice that his boots are not don't match the rest of his clothing. They mm. are uh hiking boots or work boots, and they are dirty. Sauce. They're they're not the fine leather shoes with the big metal buckles that um most of the other men are wearing. Secret. It's rig- very Sherlock Holmes observation of you. <laughs> Secret rigs. Flack, you want to go harass that man about his dirty <laughs> boots? <laughs> Dude! Secret rings what? There's a man who has the displace, displacer beast. He's looking all fancy like the rest of us, except that he's got dirty boots. Why's he got dirty boots? How close is he to us? Pretty close. You guys... I tap him on his shoulder. Excuse oh, me, got- sir. <laughs> I'm s- I couldn't help but notice, as a refined specimen that I am, that your... Footwear apparel does not seem to match the rest of your outfit. I'm literally so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I made him in a lab yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) You were a baby. (laughs) And And they're making me regret bringing them because they don't know how to behave. Hey everybody, Gressel here with a few quick announcements, and then we're going to get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 149 of D&D&D. Be sure to follow us on social media at D&D&Dpod on Twitter and D&D&Dpod on Instagram, or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash dndndpod. Uh, all patrons get episodes at least a day early without commercials, so if that interests you, you can support the show and head over there to do so, patreon.com slash dndndpod. We've got a tea public store for merch. That link is in the episode description. Uh, and right now, that's the only place to get merch for the show uh, as Beth restocks her shop and revamps her amazing artwork over there. 
Uh, so in the meantime, check out the TeePublic link. That link is in the description. We're going to have another plug here for Andrew Thompson's Kickstarter. He is Beth's co-host on their podcast, Your Art Friends, which is currently on hiatus, but will be returning soon, where they discuss the wacky world of being a professional artist. It's a great show. You should go check it out wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I think that is it for now. We're just going to do uh, Andrew's Kickstarter plug and then a couple of ads and then we'll get back to the show. So thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. Sick of feeling like an NPC in somebody else's story? Get some main character energy on August 15th with the Schmandrew Art Apparel 2022 Collection Kickstarter. I can't predict your story arc. However, I can help you cultivate the wardrobe of an anime protagonist. Starting on August 15th, I'll be bringing all of my former Reebok experience to my original artwork in the form of two pieces of apparel. You can snag the worthy long sleeve tee, the wonderfully weird hoodie, and a ton of awesome add-ons at a Kickstarter special price. If you're hearing this before the launch date, head on over to kickstarter.com projects slash art slash apparel to get notified when it goes live. Start your next story arc August 15th through September 15th. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You see kind of a wave of emotions across the man's face. You see that he's a younger dwarf. He is significantly younger, in fact, than most of the other presenters who are around you. He looks almost to be, he's got kind of a baby face, in fact. He barely has a beard. It's, it's short cropped, and you don't know if it's an intentional choice or if that's the best he can do compared to some of the other uh, dwarfs around him. He, at first, is shocked when you first put tap him on the shoulder and then he is like worried that somebody noticed his shoes there's like a look of worry over his face and then then he sees you zabbis and flack the the creature interact and he kind of softens and he starts to laugh uh and he says well this is some pretty impressive work if you just did this yesterday and he's got this kind of speech pattern already i mean or they i'm sorry have this kind of speech pattern already it's pretty incredible, and, and and this kind of work from an uh, uh, no offense, but from an elf is is I'm just not used to seeing it. Is this your first expo? I, I'm sorry, my name is Oz uh, Ozak Oz. You can uh, call me Oz a uh, uh, Wraithhead. Oz Wraithhead. This is the first time I've ever experienced racism because I'm an elf. Usually, we're the ones doling that out. I feel like <laughs> pretty crazy. Hi, Oz. I'm one Zanir Crammon. And I made a person in my basement. 
<laughs> some of the best discoveries start in basements, don't they? I mean, a lot of people start down, start here, start down in the forges. You know, and I was able to escape uh, that that track uh, uh, pretty young, uh, if I if I do say so myself. And, and I agree that it's remarkable how some people can start down here and wind up up here. Yep. I, sh- I shoulder <laughs> just <laughs> throw my shoulder up in his butt. Oh, you haven't worked out all the twitches yet. I see. Yeah, he just learned his cardinal directions, so he's excited to show that off. North is my favorite. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've always liked uh, uh, North myself. Uh, no, uh, my my shoes, though, to explain, creature. I'll tell you this because you seem nice. Yeah, um, listen, we're not going to rat you but, out. Oh, Mr. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Crammon. But, uh, uh, you know, I I signed up for the expo, you know, Weeks and months ago, when the when the deadline was was happening, and but I didn't have a I didn't have anything to present. I didn't have anything, mm-hmm. and uh, as a last minute effort this morning, into the mountains, and uh, and I came across this this beast. I I'd never seen anything like it before. It, there was this cave, uh, and and this strange light in the sky, and uh, it it just seemed. Uh, like it was meant to be that that here was my uh here was my specimen and and fortunately i had i had the cage big enough and i was able to to lure it in uh uh with a with a, a smaller uh uh creature that that was going to be my backup it was a, a a snow monkey thing it wasn't anything that impressive and what happened to that creature <laughs> the displacer be- beast like burps oh no <laughs> rings of secrecy Ask him about the lights. What you saw lights by a cave of the mountain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what kind of lights did, were you checking out in the mountains? North of here? Your, oh, your, yes. Yeah. Oh, look at his eyes light up. That's a, uh, and, yep, and, and so lovely. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yes. <laughs> I have been told with a touch of ferocity as well. Oh, I hope I don't. I hope we won't see that here today. You know, the the zoological expo can sometimes get out of hand, but uh, well, as long really? as I win, <laughs> ominous. Uh, but yes, north of here, uh, it, up high in the peaks, occasionally at night there will be these these brilliant lights that flash across the sky, and uh, you know I've heard them explained uh, as the light from the sun or the moon reflecting off of. The atmosphere and but my old man who was he was a little bit of a uh, of a kook you know admittedly uh he would tell me stories when i was younger something about the souls of the dead traveling to their final resting place in in, in the mountains somewhere but that's you know that's a fairy tale we all know that i mean there there could be truth to that kind of stuff <laughs> oh mr I mean... crabbin you're a you're a man of science i Oh, that's right. Yeah, I love science. Magic <laughs> is not real. I mean, they they uh, they understand Magic it's real, bad. right? Uh, yes, They're because it like, is uh, real in this world. It just is, but it's the use of it okay. and the way that it is handled yeah, right. and wielded and applied. Magic like, is for charlatans. Yeah, like the lifters use magic to work the elevators, but uh, they use it in a mechanical way. Yeah. It's not for show or for study or for it. They think that naturally occurring magic is an abomination uh, in general as a society and culture. 
Um, but you don't know how Oz maybe feels personally. Yeah. So, like, if you grew up hearing these stories, so your dad told you it was, like, the souls of the dead going up. Like, did he, t- like, what else is was over there? Is it just kind of a big mystery? It does get very difficult to travel when you get to those peaks. They're almost unclimbable. Uh, and uh, allegedly, there's some sort of, like, hall of the dead up there. and uh, Some kind of, like wacky religious cult i don't know there's in some of the slummier areas of the city you can you can find some weird end of the world wackos talking about didradon the dread and the the big onyx dragon who's going to come and claim all of our souls but it's it's nonsense i mean how many times have we been told that it's the end of the world what there was the big convergence all of those thousands of years ago what the world kept ticking and it's going to continue to tick. I'm not going to look a gift displacer beast in the mouth, all right? I mean, I'm going to have to during the presentation to show off its teeth, but that's a separate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a question. If there's people who believe there's a dragon up there, has anyone ever tried to go get the dragon to show at the expo? <laughs> <laughs> Every year. Every oh, yeah. year. Some, there, there's some some crazy... Adventure type, adventurer type stands up in front of the symposium and says, I am going to be the one to present Didridon at this year's expo. And you know what? 400 and whatever expos later, no one's shown up with Didridon. So, you know, it's just the name of the, the kingdom. It's not the name of any kind of dragon. That's Nobody's seen a dragon in centuries. Yes, no, no. one has maybe You've ever You've been alive seen... for a day. <laughs> I... You, you, I listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why would he be ashamed of like? Is it just because he got his submission so last minute? He's like worried about it. Yeah, he's worried about it, and he's worried about his shoes. Like appearance is very important. Oh, dude! I literally made him in like a giant bucket yesterday. It's fine. You don't have a, to worry. I am a bucket beast. Yeah, Marjorie's looking around the other the rest of the room because this is clearly just a child. okay what are you looking for um i'm looking for people who are also looking around the room people who are also expressing sneaky side eye looking for stuff okay uh roll perception oh no i have i have good skills net one baby oh a really really large person just steps in front of your point of view (laughs) just like a big butt you're just butt (laughs) level with somebody i can't do anything about it (laughs) you know what it's a one they fart oh Oh. gressel that's such a bummer (laughs) does the fart smell like it has anything to do with someone named the professor (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh my god survival <laughs> see what kind of aromas you can get oh no Ew. this is disgusting <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> how alright Gressel yeah Gressel do it what do I you dug up? yourself this way <laughs> that's right now you live in it what does this fart smell like what information might I glean? <laughs> what information do you get from the fart? The energy, very different from the prequel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Russell's gonna have to rewrite this entire season five based off of based off this the fart. fart. This is yeah. This is the cats of nine lives of this season. <laughs> Whoa, dude! <laughs> I like it because it means that all of these dwarves are trying to hide and pretty up and make up uh, this the stink, the underbelly stink of their culture, which cannot be hidden. We all fart. Let's say that you get something vegetal, like you. <laughs> You as a halfling who grew well, you grew up in the city, but nonetheless, you kind of you still have kind of an affinity for things that grow just naturally. You get a very like like this person has probably more fiber in their diet than you would <laughs> expect from a dwarf. Like there's like it's an asparagus pea kind of thing. Oh. Like, oh, th- this oh, is man. like a like a, a fresh fibrous vegetable that you th- you suspect Nat 20, motherfucker. Um, you suspect may be difficult to come by in this part of the world. And I keep it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, I just smell this part. <laughs> be like, I got information. <laughs> Roll a constitution save, though. Okay. See if you react to the fart. It's not one? <laughs> wow. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> My crotch is gonna throw up. <laughs> you stagger. Okay. I think you stagger backwards. It's like you have to get out of the stink cloud. Oh, you yeah. have to get away from your. I mean, you're cloud inches of from your. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you kind of stagger back. You tumble a little bit. You sorry, b- one day old bucket baby here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You bump into another. You bump into a cage that has a a bird in it. The bird squawks. Oh, sorry, bird. Sorry, bird. Right, bird. Think that's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, the bird, bird squawks. Uh, other birds start to squawk. There's a canine. Uh, animals that start to bark oh, that sets off uh, oh, all no, of the feline oh, animals oh. who start going kind of nuts. I just am sorry. I'm just going to start escorting them. Like, okay, uh, yeah, we're going to go uh, get our presentation ready. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Master. Huh. People are kind of scrambling to deal with their animals as uh, as you kind of stagger back to try to separate yourself from the crowd. Uh, just that a bell goes off, indicating that it is about time for the presentations to start. What you thought was a wall, just a plain wall, uh, illuminates with a screen of some kind. A, a, a words appear on it as if by magic. A presentation order, and you see the name onesie. Onesie. Ones an ear. Ones an ear. I call her onesie. Onesie. For sure. oh, right the bucket him. baby. I calls, call him onesie. Calls him onesie. Sure. Uh, onesie. Why, why did bucket and... baby happen? <laughs> I say I made him in a bucket. Yeah. We're already, wow. Life moves fast. <laughs> You're getting farted on. You're uh, third in the order. There are two presentations before you. Uh, a little bit further down is Oz. Uh, and then, you know, you haven't met explicitly anybody else. Um, the same order uh, appears projected or, or appears on a wall as if out of nowhere. Out on the stage, Fletch, and you can see uh, the name, uh, one's in your Kramen, uh, is third in the order. Oh, it's about to begin. I'm so happy. The botany display, yes. Ooh. <laughs> it clearly says zoological presentation. It is fuck. <laughs> botany display. <laughs> <laughs> I had a delayed reaction to your ooh. 
Uh, Everyone in the audience. Which is <laughs> 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 a chorus. The leather-skinned leather uh, blonde man kind of like scoffs at everybody's reaction. They're like, Ooh, what are we going to see this year? And the first presentation goes up and it reveals it's one of the birds that was squawking. Uh, you know, it's a be- beautiful plumage, but maybe stone dead. We don't know. He's resting. He's resting. Uh, nothing too remarkable. Not a huge reaction from the crowd. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a lull. You hear, you hear like, from backstage. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. Uh, you know, there's like a pause. There's a lull. Somebody coughs, and uh, and an MC. <laughs> the comes. guy up there just points at someone. Is like this guy knows. <laughs> and, and, and an MC comes out and is like, "Let's hear it for the bird." Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. There's, there's like less excited ooze. Uh, and then uh, the MC says, uh, "We'll now take any questions about this specimen." And you see a cone-shaped device that is set up on a stick up towards the front of the stage, and people start to line up. Uh, behind it. I pay attention to how quickly people get up there. This one, it's pretty slow. Uh, you know, people aren't super interested. Uh, you get a couple questions. It's like, is it capable of flight? What kind of speed can it dive at? Stuff like that. Very clinical things. And then somebody kind of staggers up. Oh, Frostalina, you're coming with another stupid bird again. You gotta do better than this this year. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't teach you zoology for you to show up with normal ass birds like sir sir no we're sorry about this and they kind of like escort him out oh god and the mc's like please the festivities will be taking place at the end of each day's symposiums let's let's try to remain civil here this is a scientific event everybody and and people oh there's murmurs that go through the guy next to you he's like oh yes uh, he's kind of fallen off of his position you see he got caught in the drink and and uh and lost his tenure it's a sad event he used to be one of the best ornithologists in all of the empires it's really tragic <laughs> and he drinks <laughs> takes another drink from the flask and hands it to like, you he knows that but he's like bought this <laughs> 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 oh, bottom's up to that. <laughs> Roll another constitution. No, I'm not drinking. Oh, okay. I'm just telling him. All right. He takes, I feel like he takes another drink. Yeah. I feel like this dude wandered into the wrong room hoping to look, watch the botany and then is just too proud and stubborn to admit that he's in the wrong place. <laughs> the second uh, presentation goes this one is the ape, uh, the great ape. It seems that it's a feats of strength kind of presentation there's like large metal bars that the they give to the ape who bends them um monkey yeah big monkey people are interested nobody is is like there's there's more of a line and there's more questions but it's not you know it's not like the craziest thing ever um and now it is your turn zabbis okay not do not (laughs) Oh, he's motioning at the dog. I was like, no, please, no. <laughs> Hello. Uh, you were motioned. There's there's like a, an AD who comes back and uh, all in black. Yeah, yeah. It's like right this way. It's Mr. Cram and Professor Cram and it's your turn. Uh, come right up here with your with your specimen. Uh, this is just a guy. Where's your, where's your oh, specimen? I am no, oh, no. just a just guy. Just you wait. 
just you She's wait. more than just a guy. Marjorie rummages into her pockets. She's still got her fucking cargo pants on. Oh, no. Just know that her hands are <laughs> It just in looks pocket. like your butt is just like <laughs> rustling. You walk out on the stage and you see, you know, from your point of view, there's, there's you know, a couple hundred people out on stage. You can see out beyond the, the little park that the stage is set up in into the open air and the mountain range beyond. Uh, it's like evening. The sun is setting. It's, uh, it's pretty striking. You are high up. You are you, like wherever, you know, this is in the peaks, you, you are taller than most, if not all, of the other surrounding mar- mountains. And you hit your mark. Um, there's a little bit of feedback of something, and it is your turn to present. Now, you may look at this guy and think, I just brought a normal guy on stage. He's just a guy! Nope. That's where you're <laughs> wrong, sir. Chuck Testa. <laughs> nope. And that's very rude. <laughs> Behold, I made this specimen in a bucket today in my basement. Not only do they have two arms. That's right. They have four. And Marjorie whips out her spoons and starts <laughs> hand-boning. Yes! Roll <laughs> performance. Yeah, Oh, God. <laughs> if you're going to do a performance. That'd be a damn good hand boning. How's a 19? Okay, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very solid. It's got a rhythm. Uh, it kind of echoes everyone. There's hush. There's ooze. Hello, my baby. Hello, my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this speaks for itself. I have no, no, I have nothing further to say. I will take any and all questions now. I am staring holes into you, <laughs> Fletch. Uh, we better get up uh, to the to the the. I want to say microphone, but it's not really a microphone. We better get oh. up to ask our questions. Uh, roll. Oh, do you have a question? Oh God. Hey, was that was that? <laughs> yeah. Kier- Kiergum? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you go first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he has to ask. <laughs> uh, you. There's a what? <laughs> you li- you literally have one job. Here. <laughs> you- I have nobody else to ask. <laughs> you you st- you step up to the to the megaphone. You let Kurgum go in front of you. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh oh uh I'm uh, uh I'm I'm sorry, sir. I believe the uh. The elf behind you was there first. No, I have questions, <laughs> please. Okay. Oh, creature. Oh, good, sir. What question? What questions do you have? First of all, I demand to know what does any of this have to do with plants? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if you're just going to be up here making jokes, sir, I'm going to go to the elf behind you. Because <laughs> clearly you're not taking this seriously, and I take offense to that. I push him aside and tell, <laughs> buddy, we're at the zoologist. <laughs> this is the first time I've heard him talk like this. Like, <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what you said. What the fuck did you just say? I stopped hand boning. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, what did you say? 
I told him we're at the hemp. Not the hemp pony. (laughs) 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 We're at the zoologist panel. Okay, do you, (laughs) sir, do you have any questions? Yes, I do. I don't, I just think this is a man. How and dare you? I How dare, dare you? Just a guy. No. See, everyone says this is just a guy. <laughs> I have four arms. I wave I was, my arms. And I, I was created in a bucket last night in the basement. I, I pantomime a bucket. <laughs> okay. May Sir, I? Yes. Would you like to come up and inspect the specimen oh, for yes, yourself? I would. Yes. The hush I would. falls over the crowd. Ooh. An inspection. People start to murmur. An inspection. Inspection. Like, an inspection. Oh god, I'm Cigarettes. gathering that this is this happens. a thing. I think this is a thing. <laughs> oh fuck. And there's like a bell that rings. Oh god. <laughs> and the MC comes out and is like, "We've had a challenge for an inspection." How? Uh, I I I stop myself before I ask that because that's gonna reveal I've never been here in my life. <laughs> I think Fletch is starting to freak out. <laughs> I didn't expect this to happen. Another guy comes out and like leads you up to the stage. Specifically, uh, a third guy comes out and has with like a case. <laughs> what? And they open the case, and inside the case is like a big magnifying glass and like tweezers <laughs> and a caliper and like all these inspection tools. Oh god! All right. Well, and they, and 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 the guy like kneels and presents it to you. Oh my god! Opens up like a velvet little drape to like. Choose. Oh, yes, the inspection tools. (laughs) Thank you. Gee, I wonder if anyone in the audience is going to be suspicious of an elf presenting (laughs) and then the one other elf here being like totally not in on it. (laughs) I wonder. Uh, I take the magnifying glass and the tweezers. Okay. Let me take a closer look. And then I feel free I to. I lean in and I'm like, why are you talking? <laughs> I'm trying to blend in. <laughs> I think it's working. <laughs> uh, and then I like, I poke uh, his arm, bo- all four of his arms. Their, their arms. Their arms. Yes. And then I uh, poke Flack in the face. Ow. Sorry. What? And then I. What kind of inspection is this? A closer look inspection. <laughs> and then on the, the wall behind you guys in this, in this stage, the words closer look inspection <laughs> in Dwarvish come up. <laughs> what other tools were there? There's like a caliper, one of the, the, the things that like measure like width, like if like you pinch like fat or, you know, like on like cartoons, that's okay. what they do. He's or not like, going to know what to do with that. Uh, so. <clears throat> there's like, uh, like a scale, you know, oh, okay. different kinds of things for like measuring. Grabs the scale. Um, now, push on this. Push on a... What? Scale. I want to see how strong you are. <laughs> Secret rings. Dude, what the fuck happened to Fletch? I, <laughs> s- I smell alcohol on it. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Okay. All right. Um, He's going through a hard time. Is this... I'm, I'm sorry. Is this a... What kind of scale... Is it on he the like ground? Holds it sideways, I guess, and has you push on. <laughs> okay, I do like that. Lateral force on a yeah, scale. Yes, this is how this works. Roll, I guess. What the? 
What is strength say? Or no, just a strength. Like athletics. athletics. How do I assist? Athletics. Because like he's, you can also push. Are you sure? Or are we like full tilt? No, yeah, no, it's, all, it's a, it's a pretty arms. good scale because uh, because it's got it's a big nice for like beasts to stand okay. on. Yeah, so said both laterally held. Yeah, both of you roll athletics. I roll the fifteen athletics. Pretty good for I me. Yeah. At 18. All right, okay. The, the bottom arms clearly add more force. And there's like murmurs. Mm. Ooh, the bottom arm. <laughs> it goes to the, the bottom arms. The bottom oh, arms. Oh, God. See, the bottom arms Wait, are what do they mean by that? Am I, like, do I have a sense of, like, is this a sign that they're roll, not suspicious? Roll insight. Yeah, or is this like a, oh, how cool. Roll insight. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Plus zero, baby. Let's go. 14? You don't get the sense that they're suspicious. Okay. You, 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 get a, you get a stronger vibe of excitement. Okay. Margarine makes strong, like, <laughs> she shows up her yeah. muscles. Flex, yeah. She flexes. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's more murmurs. Oh, wow. You see, my master had the foresight to create specialized limbs. My bottom arms, as you can see, are the strength ones, while my top arms are the precision ones. B- Beth is continuing to do poses. <laughs> For yeah. instance, only arms this precise could rock this hard. And he, I take out a guitar. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and I perform. <laughs> like, a, like a magical performance? Or just you oh, just yeah, play you a song? Uh, yeah, I'll do the enthralling performance. <laughs> it goes on for a minute. Right, it's just a minute. Okay. We're just all kind of standing there, <laughs> there? watching. Um, and oh, 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 actually, yeah. Okay. Uh, do we know who the judges are? Ooh. It's gotta be pretty obvious. It's you, gotta be obvious. You fucks. Yeah, it's totally obvious. <laughs> okay. They have the largest wigs. Okay. okay. How many of them are there? Three. Okay. I will. Uh, I can choose five creatures. And so I'll p- choose those three. Sure. The MC. Yeah. And. Maybe like that other guy that came up. Uh, no, fuck it, Mike. <laughs> uh, each of them makes a wisdom saving throw and is charmed if it fails for one I, hour. I have uh, advantage against being charmed, just so you but know. But you're drunk. So. Oh. He is drunk. What is the, and what is the like save? And you like him. I know. And you like uh, 18. Oh, what's, what do I roll? Wisdom? A wisdom saving throw, yeah. Did he charm everyone? Yeah, I think you got everybody. Damn. Okay, well, just, well, I got a backup. You got a backup? <laughs> well, only those five people are completely charmed. But the MC comes out and is like, holy shit. Have you got? Holy shit. We've never. Play forever. <laughs> uh, in 400 plus years of expos. Of zoological expos, never has a creature come out here and played music. Yeah, Professor Cram, Cramlin, 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 Cramlin's Detroiters. Yeah, right, Cramlin Duvet. I think Professor Cramlin has taken a huge leap in zoological studies, creating a. Guy with two more arms yes. who didn't contribute to the performance any, but they were still cool. They, they handbone. They handbone. I hold out oh. my spoons and my muscles. It's melody and rhythm section. Yes. <laughs> Start doing slaps. <laughs> I'm just in disbelief that we 
I mean, he didn't say, we, did he say we won or is he just excited? He's just trying to like pump up the crowd. Okay. The crowd's starting to kind of get into it. Um, the, I can't believe this is And working. it lasts for an hour, which I'm hoping will Ooh. do the duration of the, of the, the contest. Of the yeah. other presentations. Yeah. Um, everybody's going nuts. People are clapping and stuff. Like the next person up is like, what's Mike doing? I got pre- what is <laughs> Fletch doing? During this entire performance? After or during, I suppose. Okay, because listen, we charmed him, and the whole plan was for, for him, him to, to be like, an, I'm convinced, yeah, and oh, entourage. Yeah. So, this is yeah. a public, uh, you know, this showed how it happened. He became so enamored. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm like a magic user, so I feel like I understand that it, when you charm someone, if like some people are able to like witness magic happen and like see exactly what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, do I have a sense of that happening in the crowd? Like, is there anyone here who just is like, well, they just did magic? Yeah, they just did magic and charmed. Roll insight. I'm just wondering how nervous we should be. Mm. Oh, yeah. They hate magic. Yeah. I rolled a two. Uh, As far as you can tell, everybody's just genuinely excited. Okay, great. I'm having a good time. (laughs) All right. I want to grab the microphone before they leave the stage. Okay. So, everyone, I think I rest my case. <laughs> this is the greatest discovery I've ever seen. Thank you. Thank you. my questions. <laughs> you're very welcome. I think Marjorie's arms clap because everyone's clapping. You know when, like, you're in an ensemble... And then everybody claps for you, and you clap for the other people on the stage. She does that, but forgets that like she's the one that's on <laughs> like, the stage. The <laughs> yeah. bottom arms are clapped. Yeah. I, I grab her wrists. And just, <laughs> just slowly put them down. Uh, the next person in line uh, behind the so. megaphone starts to speak uh, as as uh, Fletch leaves the stage, uh, and is like, "I see that the top arms are grabbing the bottom." Oh, arms. I'm so sorry. I, we he needs to, you know. When you when you graft pieces together, such as I have, sometimes the uh, the neurons and stuff are still kind of wacky. And I just so start, this is I just start itching the upper. This arms. is the host body uh, still struggling with. You know how like when you get a limb chopped off and you get phantom pain, it's like the opposite of that. Okay, we're gonna go uh, <laughs> put him down for a nap. Thank you very much. Oh, nap. <laughs> uh, you guys leave the stage and there's murmurs to the crowd of like mm, yes neuron mm, yeah. um, <laughs> science uh, you leave the stage you come off it into the backstage area uh, and you run into uh, Oz wow it's an impressive presentation uh, uh, Mr. Crammon I, I really think that uh, you know your your guy was pretty your your person your creature your creation yeah, all all and more was of those things. very impressive. Thank uh, you, thank you. Marjorie does a twirl of her wrist <laughs> and a, a little bow, which a very bow, little which bow bows yeah. everybody. Yeah, it, it extends though. Your little bow is a little bit more of a bow for uh, yeah. for for Flack. Uh, roll acrobatics. Come on, see if you can hold oh, hold that core strength. Did you enjoy the ham bone? <laughs> 18. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, your flax got a strong core. <laughs> I got to get my displacer beast ready. You know, I haven't, I caught it so recently, I didn't have time to uh, to really train it at all. But, uh, but... Oh, I'm sure nothing's going to go wrong. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this. 
Uh, I, I hope to see you around around the expo. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to watch what happens <laughs> with this guy. I don't know about you guys. Secret rings, what do you guys want to do? I mean, we kind of just... I guess we're just at a convention right now. This is what it's like being in a group at any convention. Just like, okay, what do you guys want to go to? <laughs> can, I, can I open the cage? Uh, no. Yeah, maybe not. He I seems not. nice. He's... It would be kind itchy. of funny. No one knows I'm here. I have so many sneaky abilities, and all that's exposed are my fingers. It's so hard not to put them in everyone's pockets. <laughs> no, I would feel so bad. And I don't feel bad that often. We, I'm shocked. We should win our award first. That's why I'm saying we should probably just wait. And... Yeah, we're, we're smooth sailing. We yeah, got let's like, you know, because it, it looks suspicious if we leave. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, why would we leave? No, we're going to win this. I charmed those judges. Yeah. I think we'll have you guys kind of sit and almost act like you're napping or that I'm, like, giving you treats for doing really good. Yeah, Ooh, if good we call. could lay down, that'd be That would be preferable. Yeah, yeah. I'll have yeah. you guys not lay down next mm-hmm. to, like, wherever my seat is. You can lay under the seat, and I'll just, like, sneak you little snacks under there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fletch comes back stage. Uh, he makes his way backstage, uh, following Kurgum Iron Thane. Oh God! Uh, who makes his way among the crowd, and he's kind of being a little bit more belligerent at this point. And he takes another drink out of <sighs> oh, his flask, no. and uh, and he says, "I'm looking for the plants. I can't see. This is the worst botany exposition <laughs> presentation that I've seen in all my many years. It's there's not a single oh." Oh, well, I found a flower. And there's like a bird that has like a, it's like a bird of paradise. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, here's one. And he kind of starts to to investigate it. And he's not far from you, uh, Marjorie, where, where you guys have kind of sat down. Um, Fletch comes over and he's now joined you as well. Uh, and you see that uh, Kurgum is just, just, you know, kind of interested in this bird. And he's like, oh, it's such a beautiful, oh, and I... It's such a pleasant smell, too. And he, like, leans in, but then the bird moves. And he's like, oh, no, it's... Again, not a plant. Kurgum! My friends, you meet my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sure, let me crawl out from underneath this chair <laughs> that we were laying under. Friends as in we met like a minute ago. Oh, yeah. And we're very friendly because, you know, it's kind of a thing where you meet someone and they're kind of, you know, they you don't know what they think of you. And you kind of were like, oh, I don't believe that this is, isn't just a guy. Yes, but and I we was... kind of went through that together. And now... We're very friendly. Yes, we have a relationship now. And then I kind of, I kind of nudge. We've exchanged business cards. <laughs> and uh, I nudge these two, and I'm like, Kurgum, can I have another drink, please? Uh, yeah. And uh, so, can uh, I get like, I don't know, I don't know what Kurgum's deal is at all. Basically, can do I? think he is suspicious at all the well, fact that he's like yo my friends are here <laughs> uh when he pulls out the flask you can you can tell right away that there's a very sm- strong liquor in it um this this connects the dots of what flack said with the secret rings of like what's up with fletch i can smell alcohol on yeah. his breath 
and you see that there is an engraving uh, on it, uh, and Zavis can read all writing. Yes. Uh, and it says, uh, to my friend Kurgum, what, what did it say before you wrote it down, Mike? It says, uh, to my friend Kurgum Iron Thane, something. something I can't read, and then from the professor. From the professor, yes. Okay. Um, you can see that it says, my devoted servant and trusted lieutenant. Mm. Um, Do and we know who the professor is? You don't That's who know? we're looking for. Yeah, we don't oh, know who that okay. is. You don't know who it is. Oh, also, boy. are we wrapped around Zabbis's legs like a dog? A little bit. I feel like you're just <laughs> you, on the you right don't, chair. You don't bend <laughs> super great because of the harness. It's like we go yeah. out to lunch and you bring Tucky, and he's just kind of like, <laughs> like, you know, he's yeah, laying there. Next to the chair there. on the cold ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, his shoes, Marjorie, that you can see through the... Yeah, and I'm looking. Yeah, they're uh like immaculate. Like there is not a they they look brand new. Like they they have never been used for anything like important or or you know rough ever. I touch them. <laughs> okay. Uh, they feel like shoes. I keep touching them. Okay, Marjan, stop. Oh, it's you're a creature. It's it's I'm touching so my feet. I'm is that? side effect of, of the grafting process is some sort of fixation on appendages? You know it. <laughs> uh, I guess with my arms, I started touching his hands. Okay, actually stop. <laughs> actually stop. Um, Kugum, maybe you and I should go find where the actual botany flower exhibit is. <laughs> <laughs> we should ask someone. Mike reminds me of fucking Guy Incognito. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like such a funny point. It is. It's it's very disappointing that they're just stuck amongst all these smelly creatures instead of delicious floral plants and and yes, it's, it's so disappointing. We sh- yes, um, I'm my friend whose name I don't believe I ever I ever asked. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Mike just crumpled. <laughs> <laughs> my, sorry, my name is Wendrif Flint Fury. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, your accent. Uh, it's, it had a little bit of an el- elvish tilt and I didn't quite catch that. What, what was that? <laughs> oh, silly me. It is Wendrir Flint Fury. Wendrir. Oh, Wendrir. It's so lovely to make your acquaintance. I, I, uh, I'm, I, one for the road, perhaps. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, he hands you the flask. Do you actually drink it? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Uh, and you give it back to him, and you guys leave. Leaving the three of you to wait for the results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we just have to watch all the other boring ass exhibits go because like i mean is there anything cool that we see or is it just like uh what rings of secrecy what the fuck what, what? he's just drunk and he made a new friend and he left us yeah, it was you know as soon as he was getting a little further away from us i just let it happen <laughs> it's better for our cover i promise we don't want that attention who was that guy I have no idea who that was. No idea at all? No he idea? Had, no, he had a, his flask said something about, uh, it was engraved with a note from someone named the professor and said he Wait, was- Wait, what? Yeah. That's who we're looking for. Oh, yeah. 
It's what else did it say? Said he was like a lieutenant in his art service. Uh, I don't think it said army. I think I'm just making that up. Fuck, that guy is probably important to us, huh? Well, Fletch is on him. Good on him. I'm worried that that guy is scary. Like, I'm worried that, what if he's not even actually drunk? That'd be so scary. That would be scary. I feel like Fletch can handle it. I do, too. He's we, hardened over the last few months. We can catch up with him after we win our award. I do want an award. Yeah. We put a lot of work into <laughs> Like, I'm concerned about Fletch, but not that <laughs> concerned. I want the, I want my trophy. At this point, Fletch and uh, Kirkham have wandered a little bit away. Uh, and we're going to cut over and follow them. And they, you know, they wander for a little bit. You guys walk over to try to find the the, the botany part of the expo. Uh, or at least that's what you believe, Fletch. Well, You're yeah. kind of just following him because that's, you know, he knows where he's going. Presumably he's from this place and he's been to many expos. So he said. All the while, every so often, he takes a nip from the flask and hands it to you, and you're still faking it? Yeah. Okay. And eventually, he starts to kind of walk a little bit less steady. He takes a turn away from the crowds at a certain point, uh, and he walks down uh, like a side street. Uh, He stops in front of a pretty large, uh, ornate-looking building. It is carved directly into the stone in the side of the mountain, the entranceway of it. Its uh, columns are inlaid and stuff with that. Uh, each column on the side of this massive double door has figures in relief with masks on it. These masks are uh, particularly noticeable to you because they are ivory. They're not a stone or metal. Um, they're a natural object, bone in fact. Um, And they are inlaid in the eyes. They have no other features except for the eyes, and in the eyes they have rubies that you see that catch a little bit of the the sunset sunlight that is filtering in through the open air of the the park. Um, And he says, oh, I'm sorry, just... Just a quick side of, side, uh, side trip. I just need to, to rest my eyes for a moment, and if come inside, you'll love it in here. It's, it's an exclusive club of sorts. He leads you up to this door, and these double doors are made of a uh, slick, shiny black stone. And he uh, says something when he comes up to the doors, and it's not dwarvish. Hmm. Mm. And the doors open. So, little magic, don't tell anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I start to get nervous. <laughs> I look, I like look around to see uh, if Pete is like in the shadows somewhere kind of oh nearby nearby. yeah yeah yeah, definitely kind of like lurk like you catch it yeah he's found a way to kind of like slink around yeah um he had to you know he kind of hung back when you were near all of those other animals sure um but yeah once you left he kind of picked you back up and you you catch him kind of like on the on the rooftop or something nearby cool as you walk inside and when you walk inside you see a complete, a completely dark space, completely dark. And as the doors close behind you, you're looking at Pete. Pete's looking at you from the rooftop, uh, and the doors mm-hmm. close, and it's totally pitch black. No, no, no dark, dark vision. vision. Oh, this is a good place to truly <laughs> rest your eyes. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, torches ignite in succession, and you're in this massive, long, dark hallway. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) 
D&D&D is a More Park Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sagan.